Last week, we began a new sermon series entitled Google It. Uh, the premise behind having such a, a sermon series is right now in our world, Google is a very popular tool for people to, to use in, in search of answers. And sometimes the answers are right. Um, sometimes you can get sent down some, some strange rabbit holes when you're uh, searching things on Google, but a lot of people use Google a lot of the time uh, for their, their quest for, for answers or knowledge. And, and so the sermon series, what we aim to do is, is to look at the ways in which uh, Scripture talks about things in, in comparison or in contrast to the way that this popular uh, Internet uh, search tool talks about those same things and seeing where they may uh, sound alike and where um, they don't sound alike and then other times where we may need to take a deeper look into something else outside of the, the, the popular uh, search result, which is oftentimes uh, the, the popular cultural thought as well. So um, this morning we're going to be talking about peace, peace. And our scripture reading comes from John's gospel. It's chapter 14, verses 23 through 27. We're jumping in a conversation kind of halfway into this conversation that Jesus is having with some of his disciples. One had just asked him a question. Jesus answered him, Those who love me will keep my word, and my Father will love them, and we will come to them and make our home with them. Whoever does not love me does not keep my words, and the word that you hear is not mine, but it is from the Father who sent me. I have said these things to you while I am still with you, but the Advocate, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will teach you everything and remind you of all that I have said to you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. I do not give as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled. and Do not let them be afraid. The Word of God for the people of God. Let us pray. God, we ask for peace in this moment so that we may hear with clarity what it is that you would have us to hear this day. We ask that your preacher be nothing more than just a vessel an instrument of your grace. Amen. Peace. The word peace comes up in Scripture 249 times. I did not use Google to, to get that answer. I actually used another um, biblical uh, internet tool, but 249 times peace is used in Scripture. That's a lot. If something comes up in Scripture 249 times, then that thing really matters. And peace really matters. Peace is important. Google, uh, Google search reveals that peace is most often thought of or presented in terms of tranquility, harmony, 
two things or two groups getting along together in a way that is nonviolent. That's the, the page one Google answer for what is peace. It's tranquility, it's harmony, it's getting along with your neighbor, it's, it's peace signs and, and no violence. For some reason, on page one of a Google search for peace, a Taylor Swift song pops up. There's also mentions on page one of the United Nations and other groups like them who seek to bring peace, tranquility, harmony to the world. So for the most part, with the exception of a Taylor Swift song being on page one of a search result involving peace, you can say that most of what comes up can be tied to the biblical narrative. I know there are plenty of places in the biblical narrative where there is no peace, uh, but if you take the, the, the book as a whole and, and you go throughout, you come to find that peace really matters to God. God wants peace in the world. God wants peace among us. God wants peace with us. So, with the 249 uses of the word peace in Scripture, and with Google saying the main things that we need to know about peace involve an end to violence, an end to war, more tranquility, it seems as if this sermon could just preach itself. This is a prime opportunity for the preacher to highlight how counter our culture's love of violence is to the peace that Scripture and especially Jesus' own teaching promotes. Jesus' teaching is very, very different from the, the love of violence that our culture has. If you hop off the internet for a moment and you turn on the cable television as I did a couple Fridays ago, you'll get an indication of how much our culture loves violence. With somewhere in the neighborhood of 200 cable channels, I did a little study, and on that particular night, over one-third, but less than one-half of the shows and movies that night had themes that were predominantly violent. The main thing on over a third, but less than half of those channels involved violence as the main theme. There's crime scene investigation, this and that, uh, law and order, this and that, uh, dateline mystery. Uh, there's even a movie called The Suitcase Killer, uh, and, and ironically, that's on a channel called Lifetime. Seriously, go to your program, guys, sometime and just read the titles, especially the ones on Lifetime. The number one blockbuster movie right now is Jurassic World Dominion. It involves people trying to keep from being devoured by dinosaurs. Research shows clearly that by the age of 18, by the age of 18, a person would have been exposed to an average 
of 200,000 violent images on a screen. The 249 mentions of peace in Scripture pales in comparison to 200,000 violent images that a child will see on a screen in just the first 18 years of life. And we wonder why we have the problems that we have. I could go on, but you get the point. So what do we do? What can we do? I am of the mind, and Scripture seems to promote the idea that long before we can be people of peace in regards to the type of peace that Google highlights, the type of peace that, that runs contrary to our viewing pleasure, we must first learn how to be at peace within ourselves. Peace within ourselves is not a peace that we talk a lot about. But peace within ourselves is 100% necessary before we can ever be a part of achieving any type of outer peace with our neighbors and the rest of the world. If I cannot learn how to be at peace within myself, I'm not going to be able to contribute much to the larger conversations around peace. If we cannot achieve some level of peace within ourselves, the peace that we so desperately hope for the world, the peace that we, 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 we so desperately hope for, it will always seem to be unattainable. The only way that we can contribute to the peacemaking that the world so desperately needs is if in the midst of the raging chaos of life we spend some time tending to our own souls, tending to our inner selves. That must come first. Otherwise, any efforts at peace that we try to contribute to, they will not be sustained. It must begin with us, tending to ourselves is necessary. And such tending, such peace, it does not have to be a complicated thing to achieve. It's not complicated. But unfortunately, it is the case for most of us in a consumer-driven world that we choose many things from outside of ourselves in the hopes that they will make us feel better on the inside. We are marketed to that we need this or we need that we need these things. We need to run out and get them so that we can feel better on the inside, so that we can have peace and tranquility within ourselves. But what we discover time and time again is that the things we buy to bring us peace, they only leave us feeling more and more unfulfilled. Many of the things that we consume are actually consuming us. There is no peace when you are being consumed. And it doesn't just have to be the things that we buy. 
It doesn't just have to be the things that are, are marketed to us. Think again about the television. How much peace do you feel watching cable news? Tell the truth now. I know, I know it's your favorite. I know it's your favorite. And I, I've just went from preaching to meddling. How much peace do you feel when you watch it? It's not intended to bring you peace. It's intended to rile you up. Because the more restless you are, the more you will tune in. And the more you tune in, the more advertising they sell. Consumed. No peace. So if we can't find it in all the popular places that we're told we can find it, well, where do we find it? Where do we find this peace? This peace that we so desperately need in ourselves so that we can contribute to the greater peace that the world needs. Where do we find it? From the source, of course. From the source. Jesus said, Peace I leave with you. Peace I leave with you. My peace, my peace, he says, I give to you. The source, the source of peace, and, and, and it's already given. It's, it's possible, like, it's, it's been given to us. It's attainable. It already exists within us. It's there. Howard Thurman, in his Meditations of the Heart, he talked about the island of peace within one's soul. The island of peace within one's soul. This is the place, the place where the, the presence of God abides deep within our being. This this, this island within oneself is what Thurman says is your true home. This island within yourself where the presence of God abides deeply. That is your home. That is where true peace resides. And Thurman has this, this other meditation that is my favorite meditation of his. It's called the Inward Sea. And it goes like this. There is in every person an inward sea. And in that sea, there is an island. And on that island, there is an altar. And standing guard before that altar is the angel with the flaming sword. Nothing can get by that angel to be placed upon that altar unless it has the mark of your inner authority. Nothing passes 
the angel with the flaming sword, to be placed upon your altar unless it be a part of the fluid area of your consent. There is within each and every one of us an inward sea. And in that sea there is an island. And on that island is an altar. And that is your altar. That is your sacred place. And nothing can be placed on that altar unless you give your consent for it to be there. Nothing. It is in our inward sea, on our island, on that altar where we can consent to encounter and access the real and radical presence of God. And that, my friends, is peace. That is the peace that Jesus promised, his peace. The peace delivered as promised, delivered by the Holy Spirit. And it's real and it's available every day for every one of us in every moment. Real presence and real peace. Like you, I, I, I so desperately wish for, for tranquility in all places, for an end to all of the, the violence. Desperately desperately wish for it. And I believe that it is possible. But first, it is my responsibility, it is all of our responsibility as people of God to achieve peace in the one place that we have some control over. We don't have control over all places. But we do have control over at least one place where peace can be found, within. And because until within, until within, the rest of the world will be without. Pray with me. God, help us to tend to our souls so that we may find that peace that you have given us already present. And may we abide in that peace so that the world may slowly but surely become more peaceful. Help us to carve out the time necessary to spend some time tending to ourselves. And help us to be more protective of what we give consent to being placed on our altar. It is in the name of the Prince of Peace that we pray. And all God's people say, amen.